awesome. Well, good morning, folks. Good morning. Oh, thank you, honey. Good morning, Marcus. Thank you, Joe. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. sings in. Next one. We're all in our places with bright, shiny faces. This is the way to start off our day. Oh, that's awesome. That along with the leaf blower outside. To the folks that are going to be listening to this. I know. Yeah, the other day, the good Lord above blew most of the leaves into the woods, and it was wonderful. That's nature doing what it needs to do. That's right. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Well, this week, we looked at Acts chapter 12, verse 6. And um, 6 to 18. And before we go through and read this, any initial thoughts on what you did read? I mean, isn't it amazing how you're in an impossible situation? You're woken up by an angel, and you're let out of the gates, and then all of a sudden you realize that that really happened. Is there is there a symbolism there that... The Lord freed us from our bondages. The Lord freed us from being in chains. The Lord freed us from our cages. I don't know. What do you think? I think I think there's a lot of. I think there, there's a comparison that could be made to that. That's interesting. That's how I read it. Yeah, that's that's a that's a neat insight. I hadn't thought outside of the story, and that was a very good insight. How many times have we lived in our lives where we felt as if we were trapped? True. Well, think about, too, Peter's alliance. You know, he was preaching. He got, you know, Herod. He got the ire of Herod. And he's working for God. But his work wasn't done yet. And, um, and so... I don't know, it's, to me, it's like, an, you know, Peter allied himself with God. And, and you know, when, you're, when, you're, uh, when your job isn't done, I think the Lord's there to help you. Um, but James, he got beheaded. Yeah. So, evidently, James's work was done. You know, it's a, it's a fascinating story. When I, find, when I read that, I was just like, about the time King Herod finally attacked some who belonged to the church, he executed James. Mm-hmm. Well, where, where did that come from? It's just like... Left field. Left field. Like, hey! Yeah. All right, you're done. What? Huh? What? Was there any reason why he chose James over others? Or as you said, his work, you know, that work be done. Um, by the will he is done, but it's just amazing how it just quickly went right through that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no backstory to why he was chosen to, you know, at least what we know that was John the Baptist when he was beheaded, there was a backstory with it, and Paul, you know, Stephen, there's a backstory, and you know, there's always a backstory, but here it's just like done. See ya. Oh. Well, let, let, let me go ahead and read real quick the first couple verses talking about what sets up Peter being in, in prison. 
About that time, King Herod violently attacked some who belonged to the church, and he executed James, John's brother, with the sword. When he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter, too, during the festival of unleavened bread, which is what, folks? Passover. Passover. It's Easter. Um, after that, after the arrest, he put him in prison and assigned four squads of four soldiers each to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover, so that Peter was kept in prison, but the church was praying fervently to God for him. So here he is, he's rotten in prison with 16 guards. Well, four at a time. Four at a time. And, you know, it, it's, you know, Herod's like, no one's going to steal Peter from me. There's no, not going to be anything that's going to mess up my fun. So, honey, would you read verse 6 to 10? Sure, Peter rescued. When Herod was about to bring him out for trial that very night, Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers, while the sentries in front of the door guarded the prison. All right, hold on. So he's sleeping in the floor. He's chained, and he's got two guards in the cell with him, and two guards outside the door. That you're, you're secure. You're not going to go anywhere. Go for it. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the, sh in the cell. Striking Peter on the side, he woke him up and said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Get dressed, the angel told him, and put on your sandals. And he did. Wrap your cloak around you, he told him, and follow me. So he went out and followed, and he did not know that the angel, that what the angel did was really happening, but he thought he was seeing a vision. After they passed the first and second guards, they came to the iron gate that leads into the city, which opened to them by itself. They went outside and passed one street, and suddenly the angel left him. So what kind of structure was he in? It's not like some form of prison or jail. Mm -hmm. It could also have been the, the uh, lower portion of Herod's uh, you know, palace. Oftentimes high-profile prisoners and stuff would be kept in, in palaces. And underground, normally. Aren't these, aren't these public prisons underground? There's no really no daylight or anything like that. When I was in, we were at one of the places where they believed Jesus might have been where he was, where they had him locked up prior to his um, his death. It was all, yeah, we had to walk underground into caverns. And, you know, one was a pit where it was even deeper than the cavern that we walked down into. Um, I was in um, uh, some of so many different churches and stuff like that was also in Jerusalem, it was in one of these places that was like, whoa, you ain't getting out of here. Mm -hmm. Catacombs? No, they weren't catacombs. So like like cave-like, so probably damp and cool, like mm -hmm. 60 degrees, no more than that. And, you know, and apparently he wasn't dressed, so they told him to get dressed. And no, you know, no shoes on his feet. That's 
really be uncomfortable situations if you think about it. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, it's all about making your prisoners uncomfortable and making them suffer as much as they can. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, so it looks really, you know, it looked really grim for Peter, and then all of a sudden he realized, wait, you know, he didn't come to himself to the following verse. Um, Joe, would you like to read verse 11? Sure. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's grasp and from all the Jewish people expected. From all that the Jewish people expected. So read all the way through to, to the 15. Right. As soon as he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, who was called Mark, where many had assembled and were praying. He knocked at the door of the outer gate, and a servant named Rhoda came to answer. She recognized Peter's voice, and because of her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the, at the outer gate. You're out of your mind, they told her, but she kept insisting that it was true, and they said, it's his angel. Now, what, what version is that? I'm reading out here, out of the, what we're reading. Oh. Interesting. Oh, yeah, yep, 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 you did read 15. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You asked me to read the 15. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So, let's talk about that for a minute. Well, it's interesting that he, first Peter thought he was seeing a vision, and was following along in this dreamlike state until he realized that it was actually really happening. And that's, it's perplexing, but it's, I think I understand it, you know? Um, but it's, it's very interesting because, you know, they were used to, I think, getting visions and stuff from, from God at that point. And, you know, I guess he felt, he may have felt, and I am, and this is an assumption, is, you know, this was it for him. You know what I mean? He's going to be made an example of, and, and that was the end. And, and to have, in this instance, clearly God step in for him and allow him to escape because his work wasn't done. It also highlights the level of corruption of the Israel uh, Israelite um, the people that were in charge. You know, like that they could use the Roman proxy to try to kill somebody, their own people. You know, their their own citizens using the Romans to try to execute prophet of God, you know, just like they did Jesus. They sent him to Herod, uh, yeah, Pilate, because they couldn't do it themselves, or they couldn't bring themselves to do it, to actually use somebody else to try to kill him, or to kill him. And you spoke about, you know, putting James to death by the sword, and it pleased the Jews. Yeah, that's just like, that's an evil dude. <laughs> so to, to, for somebody to actually uh, rejoice at somebody else's death, you know, 
Of course, that's society yeah. today. Well, yeah. I mean, it's well, un- today's even worse. You know. Yeah. It's the same difference. Now, yeah. is God involved? It's yeah. on a higher scale, though. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, as you're as you're saying, and it, and it is true that it's a that's a terrible, evil type thing. However, if you're thinking about it, you have the higher ups who are in control and. They clearly, there's a reason why they want them out. They have this power. They don't want yeah. this preaching for, you know, about Jesus because they, you know, they didn't want to accept that. And unfortunately, what you have is people who don't understand it, you know, who are afraid or, or whatever it is, and they become this mob mentality, you know, where they don't know what they're doing, in essence. I mean... On the outside, it looks like they are, but they don't really realize what's really happening, you know? It, you know, going back to that, it's, you know, and also, too, I believe that the, the Romans did give the Jews a little bit of leeway because the Jewish leaders kept the Jews in check. Right. And so right. the Romans placated to the Jews to a certain extent, but when it came down to it, the Romans were the hammer, were, were the law. All right, all right you, you people are able to do this. Keep Just keep your people under control and you know, we'll work with you. And that's essentially why, you know, that's why they're just, they're just a lot of archaic, barbaric ways of doing things that they were doing, you know, stoning people to death. I mean, I'm, not saying there's a right way to kill somebody, but but you know the Romans stood by and said, "Oh, that's all right, that's okay, that's okay." But but uh, but you're talking about the rule. Why was James killed? Because he could. Were the were the Romans put in a position to hey, listen, can you kill James? You know, did Herod do that as a favor for anybody? We didn't have to do anything to really get in trouble back then. You just look at Jesus. He didn't do a thing, yet they crucified him. You know, you go and you they think that, you know, ten people are following you down a road and you're you're causing an insurrection. Oh, I heard him say this. And the next thing you know, you're being called in front of a bunch of priests and you're being beat and trying to you know, they're trying to get you to admit something you didn't do. Torture's terrible, and they were no worse at it then as they are today. Man, even Pilate knew that he was innocent, but yet, you know, they were like bloodthirsty. Crucify him, you know. Well, Pilate said, I don't find any guilt with this man. But they still wanted him out of the picture. Now, that's basically when politics and religion started to come into, you know, Cannot have politics and religion and the religion being in the same place. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. And it, like wall politics and. But, but Pilate had their religion. He was a pagan. No, I'm talking about no, the Israelites. No, he didn't. But among amongst amongst the uh, you know the Jews and the Pharisees and the Sadducees yeah. and you know clearly there was a there was a power in there that you know they wanted to keep. They wanted to keep. Was was Herod pagan? Yes. Yeah, Herod was just a figurehead from Rome. 
was a guy in, in, in place. Well, actually, know? there was a couple different Herods. No, that correct, but this particular one was a figurehead from Rome. But you notice, and I can be wrong, but they didn't pick one of the main, they didn't pick Paul, and they didn't pick Peter to crucify first. He picked one of the, I'm not saying lower because he's, he had lesser a different known. job. He, he lesser, known, lesser known. As effective. Rather than, because he probably was thinking, oh, if I get this guy, they might overturn and cause a riot or whatever. But he picked out somebody who maybe, you know, wasn't as well known or, or you know, or I don't know. It, it, that can kind of be used in a, in a more modern sense and talking, picking on the little guy. Back in the was it the late or in the mid in the early nineties when Saddam Hussein decided to use his might of the Iraqi army to take over Kuwait when Kuwait is the size of a postage stamp compared to whereas his true adversary is Iran but he wasn't in a position to take Iran so he figured I'll pluck Kuwait put a little fear in the people in the world's eyes and I'll look what I can do right. so probably something along the same lines. Uh, I'll take Jay in. Done. Jay? Yeah. Ooh. But, but there's also a piece, though, that I'm, uh, people pop his head, too. There's a piece that I know where I'm going. Right. Many a times, like, when they were in prison, they were singing. They were, you know, they were just, you know, happy to be there. And, and, and to move up five, you know, and to move up a couple, a uh, couple hundred years from then, um, was that it was fourteen hundred years, but but the the initial uh, the reformist, they were saying they were tied to the stake and they just they were just praising God, praying Jesus that they were being burned at the stake by the by the Romish followers. Yeah. So yeah, so I think there's the fear of death. I don't think was as was at, was a because they knew because they knew. You know where you're going. You also know the world you live in. Yeah. And you know where you're going. And where you're going is going to be a world that makes this seem like the darkest midnight. And it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. It's it's no wonder they were singing in there. You know, it, it's it's there's you know you read the Fox's Book of Martyrs and they'll actually talk about how you know this this person died soon or this person. You know, they also will tell you some horrible things in there as well. And, you know, it, at the end of the day, God only gives you things that you can handle. I, I'd be careful with that phrase because I, I feel like people use that to think their own, own limitations. But you got to remember that with God, your ability to handle things increases. Yes. So, you know, oh, I can't handle this is what you think in your mind your human mind but your ability to handle things through christ is way more than that Correct. so just keep that in mind and i don't know if i'm jumping a little too ahead but you know then when you know just to paraphrase and show uh, herod spoke in front of the people and you know declaring sitting on his throne and you know Talking to them, and he said at the conclusion, these the crowd shouted, "These are the words of a God, not of, of a God, not of a man." 
And Harry immediately. Because because he forgot James. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. Is that you know, you know, to give God credit is, you know, when you're a leader of a nation of God's nation of the Jewish people, and people are shouting that you are a God. And all he he was silent. He didn't. He was probably eating that up. He was probably welcoming that. Ego, ego. But you know. But also, let, let's look a little bit forward. You know, back of what happened right before that is that at daylight there was a great commotion amongst the soldiers. This is verse eighteen as to what had become of Peter. And after Herod had searched and did not find him, he interrogated the guards and ordered their execution. So those 16 guards all lost their lives. Peter walked out free. What's the difference between the two? I think the guards are completely innocent. Yeah. Other than letting the prisoner go. They didn't know. Right. That's that's the, the but, great but the king mystery. Was, the king was humiliated, and that's why they got executed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's why they got executed. Okay, you don't humiliate me. You know what I mean? He, he was going to make a big show of this. And uh, even though they were completely innocent, because who, who would have known? Think known. about how much of a witness that would have been, though, to the rest of the guard staff. That they know that these guards did not slip up in their duty. They know that these guys were awake until they weren't. And to be able to walk out of that secure area, going through different layers of guards, to get out, and no one reported it. You know, and, and it's it's quite, you know, it's, it's just the game, you know, it's not a game, but the, the, the cosmic conflict between God and Satan, it's played out in your everyday life. It's played out between your ears. If, if I may, I wanted to go back to something Joe said, and that is the you know, taking this whole story, the situation, and thinking of ourselves as, you know, we're trapped, we're prisoners without God, you know, and, and how they were released. And um, in the end here, like verse 17, have talked about how when Peter got to the, uh, to the gate, um, how he said, tell, tell the brothers, Tell the brothers and sisters, I am free. God released me. It was good news to them. It, you know, for all their fear, for all their hiding, for all their, you know, repression, really, because these people, groups of people were hiding in different places. It, it gave them probably a sense of relief that God, too, would release them from their prison, you know, situation, what have you. You had mentioned earlier, 
and it was it's kind of interesting. Oh, that's a wonderful insight, honey, and and that that's thank at, you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that is true. Well, folks, on that note, I can't think of a better note to end this discussion on. Any other thoughts before? Couldn't relate to any of that last part, but it was nice listening. <laughs> uh, Jay, do you want to relate to it one more? All right, that's fair. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you so much again for all these wonderful stories in the Bible, in particular here in Acts chapter 12. And uh, Lord, it, it uh, it's, it's exciting to be walking with you. Please be with us through the week. And Lord, uh, may we come together again as friends and family next week. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.